Refuge Project. Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We are your hosts. I am Pastor David. We have Pastor Caesar. Yo. We have James. Hello. And we have the love doctor himself, Here we go. Steve Quayar. Say the hi to the people in your lowest voice. Hello. <laughs> that was kind of creepy. <laughs> that was. <laughs> uh, we got a great show for you today. Uh, Valentine's is in a few days, and uh, uh, the guy that I know that is the most romantic that uh, knows how to put a relationship back together after the enemy took it apart, um, and everything else in between on relationships, romance, love, dating. This is the guy that I go to, so this is the guy I'm bringing to you guys. You, you know that you know you know that little you, you know that little angel that has wings and and, and 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 you know he's got that little that little bow. What do they call him? Cupid. Cupid. Yeah, yeah. Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> he's right here, ladies and gentlemen. Cupid. <laughs> Cupid's in the building. Cupid is in the building. Yeah, there, there we go. There he is. He's here. Do you feel a lot of pressure with uh, I do. people yeah. saying yeah. stuff yeah. like that? Like I, I feel know. like I feel like if I was your wife and everybody was saying all this stuff about you, I would have like some high expectations. Listen, yeah. his wife is the luckiest woman in the world. I, <laughs> no, I see, like that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm if I heard y'all saying that, I'd be like, "Well, let's see it." Listen, all the time. hey, wait, 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 wait. Let's not get over that. What'd you just say? I said, "I'm the luckiest." Man. This is man, why. Man, why. why. Class. Is <laughs> oh, man, we need class. We need. We, we need oh, bombs dropping. We need. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so how you guys doing man yeah, I feel like we should charge for this episode I'm telling you listen we're gonna do the first 15 minutes uh, in front of the paywall the last 45 you're 1999 the real good advice there okay, it is so uh, before we got on air we was talking about Lee, uh, Lee uh, Steve's latest uh, little you know, romantic date with his wife and he was trying to explain this fort that he set up for him and his wife and I was just like, nah, we need to see the picture because I already seen the picture and he wasn't he wasn't doing it well. Um but this is the fort. Oh my goodness. Yes. This is what we have to live up to guys. Let me when, see it. when your wife is hanging out with Carissa Ooh, is this, the, uh, this is what she's telling them that he is does this in for the her. Room? That's in the Master bedroom. He has a rent house that he's in between the uh, renters. renters nice so he set it up for guys. We're, yeah. we're doing something wrong. Hey, we're not doing enough. I'm just doing what I did when we first started dating. Yeah, wow. There you go. That's wow. It. Wow. Mm. Goodness. Help I've been making forts help since me before they were married. Forts. Hey, like when we were kids, we always know how he to make forts. He said, hey, baby. Just put lights on it. Let's have a fort night. Use these buttons in a while, man. but today, hey, hey, man, you're active, button, man. Get your button finger ready. For hey, me, man, it, it's 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 right before uh, Valentine's Day. The blood is flowing, ladies but, and hey, gentlemen. God. Before Steve, this was what my 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 love life sounded like. <laughs> After Steve. <laughs> that was still before Steve. After Steve. <laughs> Oh, and 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is why we leave the button pushing to James. That was awesome. Okay. Oh, man. See, y'all don't even need to make fun of me in this episode. I'm doing it to myself. Hey, real quick, what, what, what country are we going to oh, shout out today? Uh, Finland. What's Finland. up, Finland? There he goes. Shout out, Finland. Thank Finland's you for listening. out there if coming they in. they even exist. Yo, they're, they're, hey, I got them on my map, bro. They're there. They're, they are there. Um, Russia's coming in, man. Russia's still coming in hard. Uh, they're probably the number one outside the United States coming Russia. in. Russia. Russia. Holler if you hear me. Da. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, take it, it easy. <laughs> take it easy. I don't know if I uh, if I told y'all this story, but I was watching this documentary on these guys that were they would like find things for like gangsters and stuff in the United States. And the guy they kept getting bigger and bigger. You know, it was a helicopter, and the next thing, and and then uh, they said, "You think we can get a submarine?" Because they were like smuggling oh, drugs. Oh yeah, maybe you, know? you tell me about it. Yeah, and they, he was just like, uh, "I don't know. Let me check." And he comes back. He goes, "They want to know if you want missiles or no missiles." <laughs> so the <laughs> Russians, they're going all in. They are whatever you need, you can get it from Russia. Missile? Wait, did they get the submarine? They got the submarine. Oh, well, actually, that's that's when. Water drug dealer. That's when um that's when the, everything kind of went down from there. Is when the government scuba, really scuba came gear, in when when submarines with missiles and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, come on, United States, Mexico, Finland, UK, Netherlands, New Zealand, mm. Russia, India, over and over and over again. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We and, we about to elevate your love status in all these countries right now. Do you feel the love? Do you receive the love? Lift your hands right now oh and just receive God. it. More exactly more where you are right now. Today and only today here in Oasis Studios, we got the love doctor, Steve Cuellar. Steve, tell them how to, if, they, if they're in uh, Iceland, tell them how they can warm their relationships up. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to go that far. That's definitely fine. Hey, hey, before we get any deeper, let's just jump right into Culture Corner. Turn up in the headphones. I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to. Always about to, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, today on Culture Corner, we're going to talk about rich people and their toys. All right. So, uh, following a very successful space flight from SpaceX, Mr. Elon Musk, um, a 37-year-old billionaire by the name of Jer- Jared Isaacman, he is essentially chartering one of these flights to go and orbit around the Earth flat earth around the earth for eight days mm. so three of SpaceX SpaceX and three uh, we got three people that are paying 55 million dollars each to be on this ride and they are not astronauts right this is the first this is the first commercial flight for not for a non astronaut crew listen all you people out there that are trying to raise a little bit of money, like all shady, like you know this whole GameStop deal. Y'all need to holler out my boy over at SpaceX. He knows how to raise some cash flow. That's 
That's crazy. Come on, Elon. So, I see you, big so, dog. Okay, wait. So it's $55 million a person. A person. But they're giving away one of the seats to... Uh, actually, they're, let's see. Hold on. Let's see. It says they're actually giving two away. So I, they might have multiple trips planned here. But they're giving a couple seats away to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital in Memphis. And one of them is going to go to, I guess, one of the children that was cured there. And the other one is going to go to a health care worker. Can you imagine okay. being that kid? You well, got can you cured imagine from being, cancer. Can you, you imagine being space? that kid's parents and be like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh and it's, it's being know. raffled off. So it's being raffled there off go, that makes for, for the goal of raising $200 million to St. Jude's. I have, listen. I've taken my son to kindergarten and dropped him off on his first day. I was crying like a baby. You don't want to send him to space? Like, okay, you know, just pat him on, you know, patch his, pack his little lunch kid, his little Power Ranger lunch kid, and put him on a rocket and be like, okay. You said it was we'll for eight ya. days? It's an it's an eight-day orbit, yeah. That's crazy. Not That's my kid. That's amazing. And you were scared to get rid of your son for eight hours. Can you eight days? <laughs> no way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got one I was in right now. Uh-huh. One of my kids, for sure. He'd be bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just like Eight days of peace and quiet. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Correction. It's a three to four day trip. That's still... Well, uh, still. But in space time, it's eight days. No, I don't, I don't know. That, that's not scientifically proven. <laughs> Well, you are a flat earther, so... I am not a flat earther. <laughs> you do make your own science. I, I, so. am, I am not a flat earther. I believe the earth is nice and round, just like my belly. Okay, mm. so you wouldn't let your kid go. Would you go? You win the ticket. Not the first one? You don't want to do the first one? <laughs> no. You'd go down in history. Your name will funny. be on that list. Listen, I just think it's funny that Elon Musk ain't getting on these things yet. Yeah. Come on. When he gets on him. Yeah, fair enough. He's like, I'm going to go with you, big dog. Yeah, because I know he wants to come back. Uh-huh. Unless, you know, if he pulls up with, like, cancer or something, he, he gets on and be like, nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> I already see where this is going, you know? Well, he, didn't he say he want to die on Mars? Yeah, but he wants to, like, go to Mars, not just die there. You know, he wants to get there, uh-huh, his yeah, city yeah. and all that. Not just, like. Like fly by Mars and then kick him out, yeah, you know. Push the button his, and spread his ashes. In yeah, the orbit. Not, not like that. I don't know. Elon, Elon Musk is uh, he's he's one of those guys that are a little bit different, but you know we need one in every generation. It's it's fun. It's definitely inspiring. It kind of takes you, I guess, to a time maybe how the space race was. I mean, you were alive in that time, weren't you? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Here we Rough go. Rough in here. He affected his button there. Man. Oh, no. We're having fun, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we is a lot you of like people. That <laughs> you like that button here, yeah. Uh, no, I don't remember. The only time I remember this, it didn't go well. Yeah. You know, when we were talking, talking about the Challenger, when you put... Uh, that just that, that just was celebrated. Uh, the, the, well, the, the yeah. thing was like last week? Yeah, so two we, weeks ago we put uh, civilians on rockets and stuff, it didn't go well last time. So hopefully, uh, in the name of Jesus, that, that goes a whole, whole lot better this time. And, yeah. and man, I think it's awesome that, that there's some rich people out there that'll put the money up to... to to, to try some stuff like that to, to advance us and especially in the United States it's better than we do it than somebody else do it first you know mm-hmm. so spoken like a real American you know? hey hey you know <laughs> well you know somebody- I've been around here on this on this American soul for uh, a long time I've got pointed out many many times so 
uh, I kind of I'm kind of getting used to this place uh-huh. a little bit. Well, Me and Moses. <laughs> well, this article talks about a whole bunch of different things, but yeah, the point is people are going to space, and we're going to be there a lot sooner than we think. Yeah. Did you well, say least, when? That least these three guys are October. Oh, October. October. Yeah. Hey, Merry so. Christmas to them. Wow. So it's it's coming up. How much money do you have when you can just spend fifty five million dollars on an airplane ticket? Um, at least fifty five million. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be their last million. I guarantee. No, you. I don't think so. No, I mean wow. you think about that because like whenever you Does go, it say who they are. Yeah, yeah. They, they say, what I'm saying. Is anybody notable be on this list? He's a he's a, a business owner for the, I think he's uh, he's IT. You it's use cars. He bought some GameStop stock. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like it's that guy that found his Bitcoin password. Yeah. You know? No, it's not. He, this guy sells. Uh, it's like IT solutions for restaurants and stuff like that. Hmm. Very interesting. All right, I got one. We know that the uh, the time of this pandemic has been going ar- around for the last year or so. But imagine waking up from a 10-month coma after being in a, a car wreck. This young man, 16 years old, sorry, 19 years old, in March of 2020, was hit by a car and been in a coma ever since. And he just woke up. Just woke up. And he's still having issues uh, speaking a little bit, but he's starting to move his limbs and he's waking up and he's having to speak to his family and friends through video conference because in Britain, they're still having some uh, separations in the hospitals and different things like that. And they're explaining to him why he can't be around his family and friends and all these things that has happened in the last 10 months. And uh, there's a pandemic in the world. And he told him, put me back to sleep. Right. Uh, can just imagine. Can you imagine? Like, we we lived through this thing. We've seen the ups and we've seen the downs. But just wake up one day and the whole world looks different than it ever was before. That's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. He was in a coma for 10 months. Right. And, uh, like, I don't, how does that work? Like, once you get in a coma, do they say? What if you miss a birthday? Do you really age? I think you'd still age. <laughs> I think so, man. Just like, <laughs> not in space. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm still 20. You know, I'm not, I didn't do nothing. We didn't celebrate it. So where's the cutoff to... line where they're like, look, you've been in a coma really long. It's time to just give up on it. Where is there a line? Well, I, I think it depends on like brain activity and things uh-huh. because there was a case here in Houston, um, just this in 2020 where the little girl, um, she had been on life support for a long time and the, and they it went to court and everything. And so I think Supreme Court all the way to the Supreme Court and they was finally going to make the parents pull the plug. Um, and they didn't want to. Um, and I also think it probably depends on how much money you have because mm-hmm. if you can move them to a private facility and mm-hmm. pay all, all that, it's probably different other than being being on uh, you know the dime of the, the county or whoever it is that yeah. hospital is funded by. So, but he did it for 10 months. 10 months. And obviously that, you know, he's waking up and he's actually moving his limbs and he's begin to uh, learn how to speak again and those things. So there's, I'm sure there was plenty of, you know, brain activity and stuff like that yeah. for them to hold in. And who knows? I mean, it could be totally different in Britain. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for us, it, I guess really, like we were talking offline earlier, it just depends on the, you know, the dollar. Imagine waking up and telling him, yeah, there was a toilet paper shortage. Right. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Who would ever thought toilet paper shortage? What do you mean? 
Man, and y'all see gas prices are going back up. What's going on with this stuff, man? Ask, ask our president. I thought it was $2 a gallon. I'm just like, what is going on? It was like a $1.50 earlier in the year mm-hmm. or yeah. la- later in last year. You know, and it's not to get into politics, but it, it, yeah, you know, shutting down, shutting down oil jobs is going to bring that about. So I'm, I'm we going electric, bro. Y'all better get y'all solar panels. I'm, I'm going to go on SpaceX. Man. He's taking a trip. I'm telling you, you got <laughs> he's leaving the planet million. for a few days. Yeah, I'm gonna he's come back on that raffle. I'm, Dude, come I'm back getting in, in on the raffle. I'm doing it. Would you go? I'll go get on it. Yeah, why not? Would your girl let you go? She can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the moon, baby. Is she gonna come up there and get pull me down? Okay, so this whole thing needs to be dedicated to their relationship. <laughs> she yeah. can't stop me. I'm gonna she do what I no, want. No, no. When I want to go to space, <laughs> I'm going to space. I'm going to go build a fort for you oh. in space. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would Yeah, I would totally go. Let's do it. I don't know, man. What I'm else gonna... am I going to do, man? I'll go to space. I like... mean, go to work. Uh... <laughs> Why is that so much better than going to space? Like, go to let's... work, eat some Cheetos. Yeah, yeah, you can do a lot of things. Games. I'll go to space today. Fight with your girls. You know, <laughs> There's a lot of things to do. I don't know. I'm going to space. Let's do it. All right. All right. We're going to jump right into our main conversation right after this from Anthem Lights. Every long, long stream led me to where you are. Others who broke my heart, they were like northern stars. I know it's true that all of me loves all of you. Love your curves and all your edges, all your perfect imperfections. Them lights. They can't really figure out the name of it, so they're called wedding wedding melody. Marry no, it's me. a medley. Wedding medley. Medley, which so, means it's still, a bunch of songs put together. Ah, uh, that's why they have. <laughs> you said they can't figure out what to call it. It's got all the songs in parentheses there. That's what I was like. just like. What are they? You know he don't read oh, or that's so funny. <laughs> I think you've never heard all these songs. Yeah, these are all pretty old songs. No, nah, I've never. I thought it was one one song. No, no, it's a medley, bro. When I get outside of hip hop, I struggle. You never heard a hip hop medley? <laughs> now we don't do medleys. <laughs> no, no we, we, call, we call them ciphers. The only medley we do in hip hop is when they're on the Tonight Show, and it's like, uh, uh, what's his name on Tonight Show? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon and oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin, yeah, they do, uh, they Justin do medleys sometimes. Yeah. Justin, whatever his name is. Well, uh, those boys are handsome. 
You know, those are some yeah. handsome looking I mean, They're a little too pretty. I don't know. They were pretty pretty boys, boys, I would say they was pretty. I thought yeah. I seen Steve up in there. For no, no, there was none of them balls up there. They all had hair. You pretty like that, bro. Yeah. No, yeah. Real You're quick, like real, real quick, before we get into it, before we get into that, you know, I got to say my infuriating comments. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Makes them feel better that you're so pretty sitting next to them. No, you know, I have a theory about. You ever been to a church where everybody's pretty? Yeah, they, no, they don't let me stay. Yeah, yeah same, same, same thing. Like, man, hey, brother, we'd love to have you, but you can't stay. You're yeah. bringing it down. You know, it's just like, I don't know. That's just like one of them, you know, I have a hard time trusting them. It's like, it's like a skinny chef. I was going to say, I didn't trust the guys that sing like that. I don't trust them. They sing. <laughs> I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something about it that it's like. But you don't trust them based off of the way they look. Mine at least is like a. Oh no! Yeah, performance. But no. you know, but I know what you're talking I'm about. No, it's, it's, not official. it's not just because they're all pretty, but they all look the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? they, they all, all have the skinny pants. They all roll them up. They all have the modern boots. day they, worship leaders. And y'all need to listen because I know some of y'all listen. The skinny jeans worship leaders. Some y'all look like cartoon characters. That's what y'all look <laughs> yeah. like. You look like cartoon characters. You don't look like a real person. Uh-huh. And you know that might be fine if you're just ministering to like millennials and stuff like that. But you're in multi generational churches mm-hmm. and you look like cartoon characters. Mm-hmm. Knock it off. Hey, I like the style, but you all can't look the same. There should only be one floppy hat allowed per per, 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 per hundred people in the church. No, I was just saying per, <laughs> per worship band. Okay, per worship band. You you said the whole church. I'm a little more you know forgiving than no, that. Man, no but, hats. But take them off. You know, there's only certain people that can pull off the hats, and the rest of y'all take them off. I can't wear anything. Like I tell Marina. Let me qualify it. Well, this is the, more than just a hat. <laughs> The red hot chili peppers, right? More than I rest song. my case. No, but no, but it, it's like you know. I, I was I was telling her like I I could try to dress contemporary, right? But I can't pull off the look. I yeah, just don't make ha- fun of you. Man. I just don't have the body type. I, I would make anything fun of you. that no, I put you look on. Like Homer Simpson. Yeah. Put me in, put me in a suit. I look funny in a suit. Put me in contemporary clothing. I look funny in a contemporary. So it's like. You know, I can't win, and I'm always good. It's like I, I'm in between the weird dad bod and and just like don't exist kind of body. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is really funny because you can tell he's thought about this a lot. Well, you have to, bro. I mean, he went shopping before. He's like, like no. Whenever you're on stage, Marina's like, nope. Try again. Try <laughs> she, again. She will tell me. You know. <laughs> you, you know, like this oh, morning, God. she said, "Oh, you know, you look okay. I just wish you had different shoes." <laughs> oh, thank you, honey. Thank I just you. Wish you had he's confidence. Before I go into this very important uh, meeting, yeah, it's like we're going to a very important meeting. Thanks, honey. But, but you, you know, hey, she it, might have said, "Did you change your shoes?" No. Oh well, that was late. That was the only ones he had, bro. I, I'd rather I'd rather have funny looking shoes and be late. Yeah, that's you know? true. Oh, but man. but anyway, um, did me and Tara watch a Master Chef the other day? And it was like one of the first episodes, so there's like a ton of people there, and they're all like trying to get in the top twenty or whatever. And uh, you know, they're all like super fashioned out or whatever. And I said, it looks like they all went shopping at the same store. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I said, you know what probably happened? The producers of this show probably gave them clothes to wear. But it was like everybody. It yeah. wasn't oh, just yeah. like, you know, the top ten or whatever. It was like all, it was like the 
hundred people that are auditioning plus their family that's there. I said, looks like they just gave them an old Navy gift card and said, go get something. You and can they, shop and then you from talk here to them. Here. You talk to them and they're like, well, you know, we're original. We're original yeah, people. We have original there. thoughts. It's like, look around. You look like everybody else. You're yeah. a cookie cutter. Yeah. Be your own person. You can't oh, be original. Like, being like a different original person doesn't make you original. No, exactly. most of those shows are sponsored by a certain, you know. Oh, I was talking about worship leaders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're all sponsored by somebody, and uh-huh. they just send them a bunch of clothes, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, who who, who makes all this?" And it was start, just so funny because it was like eighty yeah. people, and I said they all looked like they shopped at the exact same store because um, they did, and they probably did. All yeah, worship bands are sponsored by Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've given it a lot of consideration. We Moving on. Hey, listen, listen. Steve, would you? F- we love you, worship leaders out there. I listen, love you. I do. We love do you. love you. We can't do it without you. I mean, we could, but we don't want to. Uh, bring your hats. Bring your hats. I'll, I'll yeah. be fine. Bring so your hats. Caesar will keep him behind the, the the glass and let him beat on his drums, and the rest of us. Will I'm like you. the monkey behind the glass at the zoo, <laughs> well, hiding like, his shoes. Well, first of all, you're like the monkey on either side of the glass. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, well, happy Valentine's to you guys out there. We love you guys. We, we want to help you out a little bit. And a lot of this is going to come from a man's point of view because that's the only point of All view. All of this is going to come yeah. from a man's point of view. Because this is the only point of view we have. And uh, I know some of you ladies out there, um, we're, we're very simple. We're very easy to please. Um, whatever we do Except for, for Caesar. you. Well, yeah, except for Caesar. But uh, whatever we do for you, just pay it back later on. <laughs> and we're very simple. We're simple-minded men like that. Um, Didn't we have that conversation last week? With that last week's episode? Yeah, that was. Le- yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. See, see, Steve's not just a participant of the show. He's also a listener. Um, so, Steve... Just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get going. I know that uh, just to kind of give everybody just a, a short um, a view, um, you and your wife have been married twice. Twice. Um, the Y'all got a divorce and the Lord put y'all, y'all's relationship back together. You've been serving God um, faithfully for about, what, almost 10 years now? Yes, uh, 10 years. And uh, you're you're just an important part of what we do around here at Elam Church. Um Really good friend of mine. Um, you know, we love hanging out with you guys and going on double dates, and that's kind of how uh, the whole thing got together. I think we mentioned it last week that we've always talked about having Steve have an app, and you just fill in mm-hmm. information about yourself and your budget, and he can send you something over. It's just one of those guys, and I think um, for me, looking the outside in, this is what I see. I see a guy that's uh, thankful for what God has done in his relationship, and he's doing the things that he didn't do the first time to keep his wife in a loving relationship and trying to do everything for her that he could, um, and making all the other men around him jealous. <laughs> no, no comparison. Do not do that. Can't compare. So that's what I see. And I think you do a good job of it. I'm I'm inspired by the relationship that you have with your wife and your family. Uh, I think you're just a tremendous man of God. And uh, just love you guys. And uh, love to see what you're doing in your relationship. Love you guys. Hey, you're a big part. All of y'all. Y'all are a big part in uh, who we are today. You know, uh, we've taken y'all's, uh, y'all's classes before. That's uh, 
you know, y'all's marriage classes and financial classes. And uh, it's it's really helped us to grow and, and become and who we are. And same thing with Pastor Caesar and, uh, you know, just just love what he does for our kids and uh, just helping them, pushing them in the right direction. And uh, so, you know, y'all are a big inspiration to us, too. And, hey, you know, y'all, y'all deserve the credit for for who we are. So I know that I could probably speak for Pastor Caesar. Uh, when you have a, a, a couple like uh, Steve and Carissa in your ministry, it's one of those things that you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. They're always there. They're consistent. You know who they are. You know what they're coming with and all those things. And they it's, never cop an attitude. Never cop an attitude. That's they, because my mom used to chase me with a chunkla. <laughs> I was told to do something. And, and it's not because, listen, man, it's not because they didn't get frustrated with my leadership. It's not because they didn't get frustrated with your leadership sometimes. But it, it, they understood the bigger picture. Right. Right. They understood the bigger picture. And that was getting these young people to see who Jesus was and, 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 and share the love. And I see, I even see it still when Carissa comes in the room in the sanctuary, wherever she's at, she got young girls flocking to her and ready to give her a hug and those type of things. And it's so beautiful to see the impact that these guys have made the ministry over the church. Sure. And, you know, churches, communities, villages, they, they need those kind of people that will be there to love on the younger generation, and and that's one thing that I've always appreciated about y'all's uh, y'all's relationship, especially when you know y'all were serving in the youth there as well. Uh, whenever Pastor David was there uh, as the youth pastor, and then you were there with me for years, um, and it was always, you know, even though you guys are older than me, um, y- you never made it an issue to where you're like, well, you're younger than me, and I don't have to listen to you. You're always ready to serve whatever needed to be done. And, uh, and and let, left lasting impacts on not only my life, my wife, and us as a, as a family, but then also just countless of teenagers. And, and, and one of the things that's just so cool is that, this, that Steve and Carissa and the Quayars, really, um, they're a family that will never tell you that they're perfect. That, you know they'll they'll tell you that they'll show you that where where they're not perfect, but they'll show you that there is a reality at home, like there's a reality at church, and they're always going to agree. Um, and that's what I think is super super needed in the church is transparency and that willingness to try to be the best version that you can be. Yeah, you know that's awesome. I'll tell you the story how um, Steve and Chris has actually even become. Uh, Youth leaders. So Sandra and I, we was, you know, we, we took over a ministry and the ministry was kind of rocky from previous stuff that was going on. And so I just took everybody and James was actually uh, playing drums over there and he probably even remembers this. And I brought everybody together and I was just like, listen, I appreciate everything that you've done, but if you're feeling any certain way that you want to get off this bus, I'm going to stop this bus. And if you want to get off, let me know. Um, and, and I had some people just say, you know what, I've done it. And they were burned out because a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that was going on. James had been playing drums over there for a long time and he was ready to do some different things. And mm-hmm. I think as ministers, we really need to evaluate ministry at certain times and, and see if people are just doing this just because they feel obligated. And sometimes in ministry, we do that. We, we feel obligated to, 
to stick in there and do something that we're really not passionate about anymore. And, yeah. and, uh, we had some, you know, and I, James was like, yeah, I'm ready to get off. And so I was just like, wait a minute, don't leave yet. <laughs> give me X amount of time. And I don't remember what it was. And just give yeah. me some time to look for another drummer and, and I'll be intentional about it. And kind of, that's kind of how Caesar kind of, we found Caesar and God knew in that season that James was ready to step down and, and, wouldn't you know it? I, I, Sal, I, Sal brought me in. Yeah, yeah, another drummer stepped up, and um, and Caesar came in. But we, so we lost some folks there. We lost some leadership, and we were Sandra and I were just like, man, we need to bring uh, some a young couple in, you know, that has some experiences in life, and somebody that's not a a young adult. It's not a twenty two year old, you know, um, because we need some. We needed something stable in yeah. our in, in our. In our uh, Somebody that pays taxes regularly. Yeah, you know, yeah. just somebody that because of the, the where where the ministry was at the time, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and it's great if you can have a bunch of young adults leading and helping on those things, but we needed something a little bit more at that point. So we were scanning the the sanctuary from the sound booth, and we were like, oh, that's a beautiful looking couple right there. I wonder who they are, you know? And because they were. A good looking couple, they caught our eye and um Is this when Steve had long flowing hair? <laughs> <laughs> Wish I Well <laughs> no. But it was before the gray in the beard. Mm-hmm. Um so we went and talked to him, you know, after church one day. We're like, Hey man, you know who you are, blah blah blah, this and that and unknowing they were freshly back in the church, you know, and and then, you know, we talked now and and they just you know, they would they would tell you what a like a a point in their life they needed something to cling on to you know to hold them responsible and accountable for the things that they were doing in their life and mm-hmm. and it just and now look at them you know mm-hmm. they are a very very important cogs in our church yeah. not Definitely. just in a ministry but as in the church as, uh, as a whole because you could grab either one and say hey stand by this door and hold this door for eight hours and they would do it yeah you know you how know? whenever you know whenever you're house shopping and you're looking for and you're looking for a neighborhood to go and all this stuff and the, whenever you first drive in that model house and that's the one that they want to show you yeah oh look this is what our community has i think steve and carissa is definitely yeah. the model couple whenever <laughs> they come to church and be like look we got them yeah you know <laughs> and yeah and you know and when we're talking about relationships a lot of relationships look like that right they look like that on the outside very beautiful and all that stuff but when you start peeling the onion back we find out that there's issues right you said peeling the onion <laughs> ogres uh and and you know when we started talking to steve and and just really doing life with them that uh they were you know, we started peeling the onion back and there were some things that were going on in their life that they was trying to, you know, get straight and, and it's just been a, just a, just a beautiful process to see where they are now. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think Steve was doing these, you know, these dramatic forts as he calls them or whatever, <laughs> but you can see like the growth in him and his relationship and the intensity that God has given him for his wife. Yeah. And that's what that's the best word for me to really explain it. He has an intensity to build relationship with his wife. Yeah. And I think that if a lot of men out there would take that same intensity and purpose and uh and to really put effort towards it, like that took time. How long did it take you to do that? Two days. Two days. Two days. It took me two days. Two days after work, coming in after Damn. work and, and, and doing it and and some of those things, you know, you you have to like fib here and there, and like get them over there. Hey, I almost got busted. Speaking of fibbing, <laughs> oh my god! See, and when I did that, I 
it didn't cost me a lot of money. I didn't go out and buy a bunch of stuff, and I just took stuff that was around my house and hauled it over there. And um, I mean, the only thing that cost me money was buying, you know, her favorite snacks, you know, fruit and vegetables and some dip and stuff like that. But you know, it was like ten, fifteen bucks. But uh, you know, I took a bunch of stuff from our house and went up in the attic and took stuff from our living room, grabbed the lamp, and uh, and I I always try and surprise Carissa. And it's difficult. It's so hard to surprise Especially her. now that you surprise her so many times, yeah, right? Yeah, Well, and I can't even do that. Um, <laughs> and I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm watching TV. She had just got home. She takes a shower. And she walks out in the living room, and she, where's the lamp? <laughs> like, didn't even go anywhere. I was, didn't look at anything. Where'd the lamp go? And I was, like, oh. I was like, what lamp? The lamp is right here next to, like, where'd it go? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so she's gonna go walk. Yeah, she's gonna go walking around. She takes off storming. Like, where's you know? Gonna I said, babe, just calm down, calm down. And then she sits on the couch. She's like, where'd he go? And I'm looking at, it and I, you know, she's like, oh, you're busted. <laughs> I'm like, man. I said, I can never surprise you with nothing. You know, it's like, geez. Man, so where do you get your inspiration from to to do stuff like that? Like, where does that come from? Because even if I wanted to do what you did, it would looks it would look like it's like so, me trying to wear hip clothing. Yeah, it would, <laughs> it look Homer Simpson this ish. No, um, it's just meeting her needs. Um, you know, and like you said before, you know that's something I never did before. You know, I was I was a very selfish person. Uh, only thought of myself and, and, you know, I always thought of myself as a romantic kind of guy. And it was, you know, yes, I, I did things like that, but I did it for selfish ambitions. You know, I did it just for my pleasure, you know, and, uh, and, you know, once I, once I came back to church and, you know, just rededicated my life and got, you know, received Jesus back in my life, that's when I was able to, you know, love her the way she deserves to be loved. Because, you know, our relationship with Jesus is what? You know, what's our relationship with him? It's about love. You know, it's not about the church. It's not about, uh, it's not about law. It's love. You know, our relationship with Jesus is about love. You know, he wants us to have an intimate relationship with, with him, you know, and how do we do that? Spend time with him, you know, read his word, apply it, uh, you know, do things for him. And, uh, can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> you know, and the same thing apply, you know, I just apply those things to my marriage as well. You know, um, things that God tells us to do, you know, I, I apply it in my, in my marriage, you know, just like, just like he tells us, you know, the laws of marriage, you know, in, in Genesis, you know, a, a man should leave his, his, um, you know, father and mother. And, you know, that, that's, that's law of priority, you know, and then, you know, he should cleave to his wife, you know, that's the law of pursuit, you know, cle- cleave is to what? To pursue. So you never stop pursuing your wife. You know, you should never stop pursuing her. You know, when, when, when you're dating somebody, what do you do? You know, what do you do when, when, when you want to date somebody and when you want to get to know you, you, you have an open heart for them. You know, you, you, you want to know everything about them. You, you, you want to go out of your way. You put time and effort, energy into doing things that, that they enjoy and then you do it, you know, and then, you know, and that's and you want them to fall in love with you, you know. So, uh, so those are things that that I just do. I I do for her. You know, it's uh, I'm constantly trying to get to know her. Um, mm. 
you know, just, uh, you know, and we talk, you know, you, you have to communicate and, uh, you know, and you listen, you know, when you're dating, you're listening, your, your mind is open, your ears are open, your heart's open, you're receiving, you're, you know, your, your heart's like a sponge and, and you're going to do it. So, uh, and I think what a lot of, a lot of things that happen is when you get married, you just shut that off, you know, cause you know, you're, you're going by instinct, you know, when you're dating, you know, you, you can, uh, you know, you, you're, uh, how should I say it? Um, you're having, you're romancing her by instinct. And when you do that, it, it'll fade, it'll go away, you know, but, uh, God intended us to have a, a, a beautiful marriage, you know, everybody should have a beautiful marriage. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a lukewarm Christian. God didn't create us to be lukewarm, you know, um, he, you know, he didn't intend us to get saved, you know, be on fire. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm lukewarm. I'm just going to kind of walk away and, you know, do my thing. You know, he didn't he didn't want us to be that way. You know, just like he didn't create marriage for us to, you know, get married, be on a honeymoon phase. And and uh, and then all of a sudden it just kind of died down after a few years. You get old and. And, uh, you know, just kind of fall into the ruts, you know, kind of like our parents did, you know? Right. I mean, how many, how many of our parents are just kind of living in the ruts and just, you know, going on through life? You know, God didn't, God didn't create marriage to be that way. Let me know? ask you a question. You said something a while ago that's pretty interesting. You said you're constantly getting, wanting to get to know her. Um, expand on that a little bit, like... Because, you know, you would think, like, after you've been together for so long, and you, have, you know, you have, you have kids together, um, you know, you're looking now, you're looking, you're at the age where you're looking into your kind of your future uh, retirement, but you're still trying to get to know your wife. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's hard, you know, uh, especially when you add kids into the mix and, you know, work. Um and I think a lot of times, you know, uh, we allow our kids to be the center of be the center of our relationship, you know, our family or whatever. And you can't do that. You know, you can't allow your kids to be the center of it all. Um, you know, your your marriage has to come first before your kids. You know, your your marriage has to come before your job. Your marriage has to come before. You know, even your ministry, you know, ministry, yes, it's God's work, but, you know, your marriage has to come first. And, uh, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen a lot of marriages get broken apart because of their kids. You know, they're putting their kids first. And uh, one thing what we try and do is, uh, you know, yes, spend time with your kids when you get home. And, uh, you know, eight o'clock, hey, it's mommy and daddy time, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh even if it's just sitting down watching a movie or, you know, just sitting down talking, you know. <clears throat> I think you said something important while ago, and, uh, and you'll probably remember this one. Um, so it's been several months ago that you've, you and your wife stepped down from the youth ministry, and then y'all both took separate roles for the first time in ministry. Yeah. You know, y'all have served together for, you know, a long, long time. And then she kind of went and she's serving in, the, in, in the, like a women's ministry, and then now you're on our our media team and you're doing some things there probably a month ago six weeks ago i come to you and said how are y'all doing 
you know, you probably remember the conversation. Yeah. How are y'all doing now that you're all both in different directions? Because it's a big change yeah. mm-hmm. in your life when you've had this one thing that was consistent. Um, you're doing together and now you're separated. So I think, you know, it's important that we evaluate those situations in our life. And that's why I wanted to come to you and just and I wasn't trying to tell you how to do it. But just in that conversation, I wanted you to think, okay, where are we at because of right. this? Yeah. Uh, and then just to evaluate the situation. Um, you know, that's, <clears throat> you know, yes, we served together. We serve in the ministry together. We were always together. You know, the youth definitely took a lot of our time, um, and we really enjoyed it. You know, like I said, it helped us to grow and who, and <clears throat> to become who we are. And um, now she's serving a different ministry, and now I'm doing something else, and uh, so I kind of had to reevaluate, like, okay, well, what am I going to do in the church? You know, now we're always separate. So, uh, you know, I used to go to the men's Bible study. You know, she went to uh, Sister Barbara's Bible study. So now I started going to Sister Barbara's Bible study just so that way we can still spend time together mm, serving in the church. And I think that's important. Like, you're probably more more comfortable in the men's Bible study. You know, and I've talked to couples for a long time. You know, I have a family member that they really loved. One of them really loved Elam. She was very charismatic. He grew up in, in a very different type of church. That wasn't charismatic, and she began to speak out in tongues and uh, for the church, and they were being interpreted by other people, and it freaked them out, mm-hmm. you know. And um, he did it for a little while, but it just really bothered him a lot. Um, he just wasn't comfortable with it, and he wanted to go to a Baptist church. And she came to me, and she was just like, "You know, what am I supposed to do? You know, this and that." I'm just like, "You need to go to a Baptist church." You know, I said, if it's down to a Baptist church or no church, Mm -hmm. you need to get your tail over that Baptist church and serve with your husband, you know, because it's important that y'all grow together, even even though that you might not totally agree with everything and you have some different gifts or whatever. It's better than nothing at all. Right. Right. Let me uh, let me add this in real quick to our listeners. So I want you to understand, we're talking about the secrets, right? The secrets to love. And I want you guys to understand this and what's going on. A lot of this is hard work. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is stuff that happens in your private time with your significant other. You know, it's not necessarily making a fort and then that's what's going to make you a, uh, you know, a Don Juan. Yeah. You know, it's it's actually... Spending time together, like what Steve was talking about, listening, really getting to learn who the other person is, pursuing them. That whole learning my wife, man, continually. I mean, y'all been married for so long, and he's still learning his wife. You <laughs> I know? heard, I heard this, this change happens, right? Oh, and you oh, yeah. gotta continue to move because there were things when you know that when we first got together, there were things that she enjoyed that she doesn't enjoy now. Yeah, you know, and uh, so we're we're both constantly changing, so we both have to just kind of sit down and talk and. You know, and actually listen uh, to each other, and and we, uh, Marina and I, were having to talk about that because a, a couple of her friends on on Facebook, they're, um, you know, we're we're in our mid thirties now, and uh, it's all our friends and 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 communications and all that stuff that we we see their stories and stuff. Well, she had quite a 
quite a bit of friends that she went to high school with that she saw that they were getting divorces. And uh, some of these were um, high school sweethearts that were dating since high school and all that. And then, you know, they're all splitting up. They're getting together with other people. They're out and they're doing their thing. They've had kids and all that. And then we were just having a serious conversation about that. Like, why do you think that that happens? What what, what happens in people? And of course, selfishness and all that gets Mm -hmm. into the place. But Mm -hmm. this speaks to what you're talking about. People are constantly changing. So we we try to get you know into this mindset again of well what were they thinking perhaps whenever they were 18 years old you know and yeah the person that you are at 18 is not the person that you are at 30 to think that you're going to be the same person at 18 or at 20 that you're going to be at 30 or 35 or 36 or 40 or whatever you got to be crazy to think that there's not going to be any evolution in your life you grow as a person you grow as a couple you grow into different you know you grow as a different thing so what we were discussing and what we kind of laid our, our our head on with that was that you know, there's so much change has taken place, and they probably were in love with the 18-year-old, but that 18-year-old and that 35-year-old are not the same person anymore. And then you can look back with so much regret, and now you have kids. So, like you were talking about, kids become the focus of what you do and who you are, and it's the focus is no longer on your relationship, yeah. but now it's like you're living vicariously through your kids. Yeah. And what ends up taking place is one day you wake up and you realize They're I'm gone. no, yeah, I'm no longer, I'm not in, I was in love with you. You know, twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, and this person is not the person I want to be. Well, with. we get love. We we fall in love with the dynamic of a situation, and when the dynamic changes, we don't have, we don't we don't know how to deal with it. But if we have personal relationship, and that's what's so great about our relationship with God, it's if we have a personal relationship, no matter what the dynamic is in the church. We can still serve God. Exactly. And it's the same way with our relationship. No matter what the dynamic is in the family, doesn't matter if we 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 lose a son or we lose a daughter. Doesn't matter if if we have fallouts or whatever it is. But as long as we have a relationship with one another as a husband and a wife, we can make it through all these tough times and whatever the dynamic is. Right, like scripture tells us a threefold cord is not easily broken. So what's that three what's that threefold cord? Right. That's the wife, that's the husband, and that's Jesus. So all you mama boys out there <laughs> let your mama go. Time to separate. Time to separate. Mm. Let her go a little bit. You can still love her, but mm. she ain't your wife. She's not the most mm. important woman in your life anymore. No. So no. Steve Valentine's is coming up. And um, we've we've had some great dates. Well, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can say we're pretty. We've had, yeah, we've, we've had some good dates. You and I and, and our wives have been on some pretty good dates. If I'm out there and I'm looking for something that I can really romance my uh, my my wife with this coming season, uh, help help a brother out. Help her, what what can we kind of do to spice things up a little bit to show him something that that. Uh, that, that we haven't done before. And this is the thing that I appreciate about you, that you can go all in and you can spend some money. But if you if you don't have the money or you don't want to willing to spend the money, you can get, you know, pack up the love shack and y'all can go and <laughs> and, 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 well, do and that's what it's on, all on about. Look, James said it one time before, and I think he said it at the love conference two years ago, the very first one. If you're with the one you care about and the one you truly love, it doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah. That that stuck with me. Wow. It, it really doesn't matter where you're at. It, it could be just walking down the street. It could be sitting at a park. You know, just 
packing up a, a a Walmart plastic bag and throwing some food in there and grab a blanket and go sit down in the middle of your neighborhood park and pop a squat. Yeah. You know, you're start eating. You're going to have fun. You're going to you're going to open the line of communication. You're going to talk about things that you wouldn't normally talk about while you're in the house, you know, because when you're in the house, you're going to talk about issues that you have and then you're going to have a big blowout and then you're going to fight. And, or you know, even if you're in a movie, like you're not communicating, if you no. can just like silence the world and come yeah. together, that's yeah. a great, yeah. great thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Valentine's Day, look, it, uh, whining and dining your wife doesn't have to break the bank. Um, like I said earlier, just... You're doing what you do when you first started dating. Get creative. Take her to Luby's. Take her to Luby's. <laughs> Luby's is great. That's a bad call. You take her to Luby's when you're ready to break up. Go, go to Cheddar's when if you, you want a portable <laughs> meal. If you want a really average date, you go to Cheddar's. So, do, you, you, do you want the most average thank you? Take her to Luby's. This is oh a, this is a, you, you tell Steve is a listener. You know, he, he he tunes in every week. Dude, this uh, dude was passionate about Luby's. I was like, dude, I want some Luby's right now. I want my, my little square fried fish, my, my mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's some young lady listening out there right now. She's like, I just want a guy that's passionate, just like that James guy was about Luby's. I want a guy that loves me as much as he hates Luby's. Uh, oh, that's funny. Anyways, uh, yeah, just give us a little tip how we can do it. You know, just say a, a budget thing. We, we're $50 or less. $50 or less. Then we're trying to make it impact. Pretty, Look. That's a lot, man. It is a lot, yeah. but, you know. Look, you don't have to surprise your wife. I've noticed, or I've come to find out, every time I've tried to surprise my wife, it never worked out. Well, don't take the lamp from the living room. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> See, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, trying to buy a gift, go out. You know. Have, Honey, have you seen the car? <laughs> Do you have a car? <laughs> Somebody stole it. Just calm down. <laughs> no, look. You see, are you... All you have to do is ask her, talk to her, ask her what she wants. You don't have to go and, you know, I, I used to do that. I used to go and try and buy her what I thought I was going to like, what I liked. Yeah, you know, I've like, been there before. You know, it doesn't work, you know, and she was always returning the gift. You know, I'd come <laughs> with a necklace or I'd come with a bracelet oh. or some type of ring or something, oh, something, you know, and, and, and she'd end up returning. And, I, and then, well, well what would happen naturally i'd get my feelings hurt right you know but then i i came to realize like it's not about what i think she likes mm-hmm. it's what she actually likes so yeah. i just ask her like hey what and if and if she tells me oh i don't, I don't know surprise me well I know the things that she likes i know she likes massages i know she likes getting pedicures i know she likes getting her nails done so i'm going to go buy a gift card to get her a massage or I like to spend time with my wife. I'm going to go get us a couple's massage. Word. You know? You like, give her the massage yourself. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting the massage. She's getting the massage. We're spending time together. You know, it's 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 that quality time that we just spend together. So, look, I mean, if you want to surprise her with something, then go ahead. Surprise her with something. If she doesn't like it, don't get your feelings hurt. <laughs> but actually ask her. And if she doesn't say, just get her something that she likes. Um <clears throat> You know, you know, you know what foods she likes to eat. 
you know, take her to take her to whatever her favorite restaurant is, you know. Um, you know, like I said, whining and dining doesn't have to uh, to break the bank, you know. Don't have to go to Luby's. Don't have to go to Cheddar's. You know, there's there's definitely some other, you know, I like a lot of, you know, we like to go to a lot of different trendy restaurants, you know, that we've never heard about, and they're pretty good, you know. That's a fun um, thing, dude, to yeah. pick a place you've never been just pick before. a place you've never <clears throat> been. And, and, even if you know, it's horrible. Yeah, even yeah. if it is, but, you know, you you learn, that, hey, you know, this place is horrible, we'll never come here again. Yeah, but, an experience. Yeah, it's an experience. You're, you're going out somewhere. You're doing something, you know. Sandra and I will we'll, um, we'll do those. Um, what's the guy that has the blonde hair? The chef, Bobby, no, Bobby Flay. No, the one that drives the, the Guy Fieri. Oh, Guy. Fieri. We'll go into you know his dive diners and whatever, and we'll look up the places mm-hmm. he's been, and we'll yeah. um, we'll go check those out, especially if yeah. they're traveling. Yeah. Like, so like you know you go traveling, mm-hmm. kind of look up his list, mm-hmm. do stuff like that. Marini's. We went to one of his. Oh my gosh, that was so. That was we saw it was on diners, drive-ins, and dives, and. We were like, hey, that's in Houston. Let's go check it out. So we drove all the way over there to the southwest side of town. And, oh, my gosh, it's one of our favorite places now to get, you know, even just to get dessert, you know. Right. Uh, just a little beady place. And, man, it's awesome. One of the things I did learn from you uh, is that we um, we went to dinner and we went somewhere else for dessert. And they yeah, kind of just change thing. things up, right? So you're going to a couple of different spots, and you're not just sitting at one spot the whole time, yeah. changing the environment a little bit. You can even get crazy and go to three different places. Yeah. You get an appetizer somewhere. And then yeah. you go, I think we did that yeah. in Galveston. We've, we've I think, done that, yeah. I think yeah. we did that in Galveston. Yeah. We went and got an appetizer, then we went and we got, got some seafood. Got another appetizer, yeah. In the, and then... Um, you're just restaurant hopping. Yeah, we just restaurant hey, hopping. Bar hopping and restaurant hopping. So eat, there's so many restaurants out there. It's like one of the things Houston is known for, for the world. Like, it's a pretty good, th- it's a good place to take advantage of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things I, I appreciate, um, you guys will just, like you said a while ago, you'll throw a blanket uh, in the back of the truck and you'll go have a lunch somewhere. And especially when it's nice outside like it is right now, you know, yeah. it's, it's cool yeah. and go out and just enjoy each other's company I think I struggle with that like I always want to make things real big you know yeah. and spend well, I mean, we all a do. bunch yeah. of money and do all these things and I think well I know Sandra would get more out of it if it was just like you know I always say like a handwritten card or, or, or something like well, that well you know I used to think the same thing like oh I just want to take her to this big fancy restaurant you know go you know, do this extravagant thing, you know, and yes, that's fine, you know, every now and then, you know, that's good, because, you know, it's good to do those things for them. Um, but what I do notice is when I do take the time and effort to be creative that way, just to see the look on her face, to see the tears come out of her eyes, and just, because it, it tells her that I put effort into it. Yeah. And that that's, to me, that's the best feeling in the world. You know, yes, the Oh, after effect, you know, we had that, y'all had that conversation last week. Right. But that's not the main reason, that's not the reason why I do it. It's because I want to fulfill her needs, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and if that makes her feel important and it makes her feel wanted and, you know, that, that she's of value to me, mm-hmm. then those are things that I'm going to do for her. And then we talked about that last week when I was talking about a more of a, a spiritual deal, those things are more of the spiritual connection that you have yeah. with your wife instead of the physical connection. And yeah. if there's some there's some young guys out there, I would just really try to try to understand it quicker than I did. 
You know, try to understand that if you meet those emotional, spiritual needs early on in your relationship, it's going to pay off more for you in the end. You're going to get there quicker where you want to go if you meet those needs earlier on, right? Like we was talking about, you know, sex starts when you're doing the dishes. See, and we all have needs. Men have needs. Women have needs. And, you know, there's four major needs that that men need. And those, the first one is respect. You know, we ha- we're we have egos, you know, and we want to be respected. And you know, our wa- you know, we want respect from our wives, you know. But then also, you know, you got to give respect to get respect, gentlemen. Right. Um. So it, it's it's that whole thing of reaping and sowing. You know, what you reap, you're going to sow. So if you if you sow in harsh words, anger bitterness then hey guess what you're going to get from your wife so yes uh our first need is respect our second need is sex you know we my first one sex and then respect <laughs> <laughs> you know we need it we want it you got those, those backwards bro <laughs> That means you ain't got no respect for yourself. I'm just joking, y'all. Just relax. You know, so those are things that 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 we need from our spouse. You know, and third is friendship. You know, we want a friend. We want our wives to be our buddies. You know, we don't need a mother. You know, and yes, sometimes we may act childish and they may treat us motherly, but that's our fault. Yeah, you know that that really is our fault. You know, and and. you know, and the fourth major need that men that men need is, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a, a domestic. Uh, oh shoot! It just slipped my mind. See, I forgot. Uh, there's only three needs, people. Yeah. Well, there's there's four. You know. Uh, you know, but yes, we do want our spouse to do you know things around the house. You know. But not all chores should be the women. You know, men should help out. You know, we yeah. definitely need to help them, you know, especially if they're working, then we need to come home and, and do our, our our fair part. Yeah. You know, and, you know, if they're cooking, then, hey, you clean. You know, if you're, if you know, if, if they're mopping the floor, then, hey, you, you go make the bed or something, do the laundry or something, you know, do something. You know, there's so, a, there's mm-hmm. a, they did a, what do you call it? A uh, study? Yeah, they did a study that, Men get more sex from their wife if they do more chores. Told y'all, starts doing the dishes. Mm. Some of the greatest times me and my wife have is cooking together, you know, doing the dishes together, you know, and I always tell her, come in here because for me, it's not even about cooking. It's just about we're hanging out and talking about the day and all those things. I I hear I'm I'm in a group of guys and you hear them, oh, my wife, no, no, I'm just like, and we are married to. I love being around my wife. You know, I, I mean, I like hanging out with her. Like, just ride to me, ride to the store with me because I just want to be around you. If you don't want to be around your wife, then you got the problem. You know, one of the, Not them. the greatest feelings ever for me is when um, I hear my wife tell my boys how great I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, your dad's such a, you know, great guy. He works hard or whatever like that, you know. Um and I would just man when she, I hear her tell the boys I'm be like yeah I <laughs> yeah. am that boy yeah uh-huh. y'all better watch out daddy's <laughs> coming through see, you that's, know? that's that but see that's a that's a good thing to note the feeling you got when she said good things about you mm-hmm. you can give her that same feeling by right. saying good things yeah. to all those other guys so if you ha- if you haven't already 
go out there and take the love language test. And it'll tell you exactly what your needs are on both sides. Yeah. And it might be, and there might be, there's females out there that they're just the opposite and they, they need some of the same thing men do. So that's why it's real important to take these tests and find out what the needs is. And, yeah. and it gives you an advantage of going, okay, this is where I need to focus on. Narrow the focus on these four needs instead of having to wonder. Cause what guys do is they give the wife what they, what they want. Mm-hmm. So we think, oh, just because we want sex, they want sex, mm-hmm. you know, or just because we want affirmation, they get affirmation, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we focus on what their needs are and they can focus on your needs and then everybody's happy. So um, what what would. Oh, what, real quick, real okay, quick, real quick. I just reminded something I heard. A, I don't know if I heard it. I read it, but it was they were, they were talking about the way that couples speak about each other whenever you're talking about your wife. You know, and and the the idea that they were communicating with was this: that whenever you lift your wife up or your spouse up in praises, lift them up so high that anybody else that's trying to come along and win their attention, you've lifted them so you've lifted them so high up that they can't reach them. Mm-hmm. That's why they'll never turn their attention anywhere else yeah. because you're doing what you need to do to support to bolster uh, that relationship. You know, I I remember whenever we were, uh, my wife and I, we were engaged and, and we were just, of course, you're still, you're, you're learning how to communicate with each other, coordinate things, especially wedding things. And we all know how all that is. And I, I, I remember having a, a, it was a conversation about money and it's pretty much the only conversation we ever had about money after that, you know, which was, you know, we started saying things like my money, this, my money, that, and then, I had to address it and say, wait a minute, we're, the way we're going into is it's no longer going to be my money, your money. This is our money. Become one. Become one. And, and, and James and, don't agree. And she under, <laughs> well, I mean, well, he, cause we, if you, in case you don't, you didn't catch that, what we had a, a, yeah. a talk about just the, the, the bank accounts, but even, even so you have separate bank accounts. But at the end of it, it's y'all's money. Yeah, yeah. and he did, he he did not agree because he did agree with us. But it works out for them the best this way. Yeah, yeah. it's just easier for us to manage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean like we're we're both spending the same money on the same bills. And right. All that, yeah. You know. Anyways, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. So, no. So that so that's that's just the thing. You know, being able to have those conversations and. And then, you know, just really narrowing, narrowing that stuff down as far as like, no, we are we are a, a family unit and we are going to we're going to be in this together to make our lives mutually better. I am not going to be in a marriage or in a relationship to where I my purpose and my goal in life is not to make your life horrible, yeah. because if that was the case, then we this would have never even started. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I've carried that through our marriage. You know, my goal in waking up every morning is to make sure that my wife knows I'm not here on this earth to be a plague on her. You know, I, I'm here to support her. I'm here to love her. Um, I'm I'm here to champion her, mm-hmm. and uh, and she does the same for me. And you know, like it's it's cool because how often are you in a room full of people where everybody's just in love with their wives? Yeah, like, not very often. And I see y'all's relationship. I know y'all in love with your wives. Yeah, I'm in love with her more she's in love with me. <laughs> but I act crazy more than she act crazy. I make it hard for her. Um, you know, one of the things I struggle about was kind of something you were saying that we put her on this pedestal above everything that way you know, nobody else can swoop in is I always talk 
great about Sandra to everybody, mm-hmm. how wonderful she is and how she's the best thing that ever happened to me. But I didn't always tell her that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else knew except her that I was saying <laughs> these things, you yeah. know. So it's important that we don't just brag on uh, brag about her to people, but also brag on her to her. Yeah. Yeah. When we and Tara were uh, engaged and everybody found out we were engaged, you start hearing like so many, so many people just giving you the oh, worst. Oh, what are you doing, man? God, the, I leave. No, not Be even careful. that. Just like uh, all the stupid ball and chain jokes yeah. and like, uh, oh, y'all are happy now? Give it five years. Yeah. Just yeah. the worst, worst advice ever. And like from church people and stuff, and they just say and smile and laugh like it's so funny. And I was just always like, screw you people, all of you. You shouldn't be giving anybody, you shouldn't address anybody's relationship ever. I said, I only want to say good things about my wife all the time. And uh, yeah. And should, that's one of their needs. Hey, you should say, hey, where's your wife? Let's go talk to her about yeah, this. Yeah, and then she'll just say the bad stuff back to him. And I'm just like, you want, you want to tell me? Yeah. Anything I got, I don't really need anything you got. To no, offer. say, look, I got Steve as my friend. Yeah, Steve's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what was you about to say, Steve? Oh no, I was gonna say that. I mean, that's basically one of their needs. You know, just like men have mega needs, you know, women have mega needs too. You know, and and you know, one of their needs is is non sexual affection. Yeah. You know, and that falls on the lines of non sexual affection. Yeah. You know, you're being intimate with them. You're you're boosting up you know you're encouraging them you know you're you're giving them words of affirmation you know you're just you're telling them you love them how special they are to them you're making them feel of value you yeah know, and that's what's important to yeah them. And they need you to go out there and grind you know yeah. whatever you do go out there and grind um make an effort to do whatever you're doing you know they don't they don't need a bum you know they need somebody that's going to make them feel like their their comfort you know yeah. um and if, if you ain't got no Kung Fu moves, you need to get some Kung Fu moves because they need somebody who's going to protect them, too. Yeah. And that's, that's another. They need security. Yeah. That's part of security. You know, they, they, they want to feel like they're wanted, that you're in tuned with them and that you're there to protect them. And you're going to do whatever it takes uh, to keep them safe. You know, uh, that's, that's one thing that's coming from making. coming from the streets. That's really like done me well. It's because. Look, I'm not trying to say I'm any bad dude or whatever. <laughs> but, You're a bad boy. But yeah. maybe, we'll talk about, feels, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Sandra feels comfortable when we go places because she knows, well, she's seen it firsthand that I don't, I'm not going to take any garbage for anybody, especially when it comes to my family. Like, you're going to back up, you know, because I'm not taking This is my family, and God has placed me here to protect them. And if you're going to get too close, me and you're going to have a conversation. And if it needs to go farther than that, then we're going to go further than that. Um, and she knows that we will go anywhere at any time in any place. And she knows I put my wife in front of me. Like I'm going to watch her. My kids, y'all going to be in front of me. I'm going to, I'm right there. See, I never understood that. I never understood the man. I've, I've seen a lot of couples do that where the man's walking in front of the wife. Yeah. Like, dude, that's your wife. Present your wife. Yeah. You know, you lead her. You know, you don't be in front of her and let her tag in 20 feet behind you. Somebody snatch her up and you wouldn't even know. You'd be like, hey, where'd she it's go? Like, you know, you're, be proud of your wife. You know, hold her hand, grab her arm. You know, you you escort her through the building. and yeah. you, you got to be like, chivalrous. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. my wife's always in 
You know, I mean, if we're in different rooms here at the church, whatever. But, you know, if we're somewhere, my wife's always in plain view. Yep. She's right there, you know, arms grasped. And I don't care if people say, man, don't you ever leave your wife's side? I mean, you can't just. Nah. nah because guys like no. you already try to move in. Yeah, you because know? for the very fact that you notice that. Yeah. You know? Like, no. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my wife. I love my wife. She's beautiful. I'm going to escort her everywhere she goes. You know, I hold her hand walking up the stairs, you know, because hey, I messed up one time. <laughs> that horrible story. All right, tell us. We want to see you fail. We were on yeah. the cruise ship, and it was foggy outside. It was late at night. You know, we went. They were showing a movie out on the big screen on deck. There was hardly anybody out there because it was dewy out there. So uh, we were like, "Well, let's just go out there." You know, grab a seat. So went out there. We're walking down the stairs, and stairs are wet and they're wood. You know, y'all, I'm sure y'all been on cruise ships. And I'm walking in front of her. She's behind me. Wham! Oh, slipped and fell. I was like, "Oh my god!" Where was very you, last, Steve? Very last time. Ever since then, I'm holding her hand, going yeah. upstairs, <laughs> or I got my hand on her elbow or something. She, I am walking my wife up the stairs. Yeah. Now I don't know. I don't go as far as uh, which I need to. You know, like uh, Brother Dale oh, the yeah, car no, door. No. Now you want to talk about chivalry? Yeah. We should have brought him in here with Steve. They could have went real. back and forth. <laughs> On my van, the uh, door unlock button doesn't work on the passenger side. So if I click unlock or lock, it doesn't work on that one. It works on the other doors. It's not the one. So you always got to. And it was like this on the car I had before this, too. Oh, you boy, always got to put the key you. in everybody, there. Everybody thinks you're romantic. I, I always see that, man. <laughs> but you got to go over and put the key in and unlock it. You should have said do it. that on the radio. But it's fine. Look, I'd open it for her anyway, but it just, it's it, a good, uh, it forces you. I cannot I like forget. It. Or you'd be that guy who I'd get in and reach over and just like open yeah. it for her or something, but you don't want to. Look like a loser. I got to do that anyway. <laughs> but now, so like I'll go, I got to unlock it. She'll get in, right? And then I can shut it and then she'll reach over and unlock it for me. So I ain't even got to do it. That's sweet. You yeah, man. You want to, as a father of five boys, so there's things that I teach them about being with the woman right you know I'm, they hold the door I don't hold the doors no more if my kids are with me you know hold the door for your mom mm-hmm. hold the door for your grandma pull the it's, chair out when you sit pull, down and eat yeah, I still that, do that it's never hold the door for your grandpa it's never hold the door for you it's always the, whatever female there I point it out to make sure they understand that yeah. you, we gonna treat women a certain way yeah, you, have you to. know um, to, to teach them and I think that the way culture has been over the last 20 something years that the father's been removed a lot that we're missing a lot of these things that how men are supposed to treat women and on top of that i think it's twofold too yes 100 percent that but then also women have been fighting tooth and nail to you know to to essentially to become men yeah. and them wanting to, 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 to take those roles. Which Look, I'm all for women going and getting the bag and all that stuff like that, working hard for your career and everything. But whenever we think about gender and we talk about gender, especially with a faith background, God has made women in a way that men could never be. And I know that the world might look at women and say they're, 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 they're weaker, they're this and they're that. God has a special place for women that men cannot, will not ever be able to accomplish. And we should be praising those things instead of saying, well, you should be like a man and do what we do. And then society has... You should have a baby. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't have no baby. Yeah. Ain't nobody in this place can have a... In this First room, of all... Not one of us can have a baby. I respect all women that have more than one child. Oh, you know, like, you did it again? <laughs> 
after the first time? I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. I was terrified. You know, like, I, I wouldn't even ooh. do it after seeing that. <laughs> It's, oh, oh, James, you're going to have fun later. Yeah, no kids, man. Oh, man. Now, no kids right oh, now. We can have date night anytime we want. But, Am I right? But you, so, that's right. But you, you, got that, you got that missing blood flowing through you. Y'all fertile. Blood. We're fertile people, <laughs> man. So, well, look at the beard on my face. I got lots of testosterone. So, a lot of times. Ready to go. This is what Sam and I do. <laughs> and uh, uh, kind of what Steve says that she don't have to make it a big deal all the time. So on the way home from work, I'll stop by, you know, McDonald's. Kids love McDonald's, right? So I'll stop by McDonald's, get a 10-piece or whatever the kids want, and we'll leave it there. And now my folks live in the same property, so they're right there. Luke's old enough to watch Noah, especially with my parents being there. And me and Sandra just go have dinner together on a, a random Tuesday night, just me and her. And we'll sit there and we'll talk for an hour. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be, especially when you have kids, it doesn't have to be these drawn out things. Uh, just find an hour a week and 30 minutes here, or an hour there, and just be able to spend those times together to to listen, especially yeah. as men. Sometimes you just need to shut up and listen. Yeah. You know, I remember one time um, Sandra would be on the phone with her sister and she and, they're, they're both school teachers. They've both been in the district, and they're two of the same people. You know, Sandra will buy a new blouse, and then the next time I'll see her sister, her sister's wearing that same blouse, and they don't mm-hmm. even know, you know? Mm-hmm. Just one of those things. And they was, like, talking on the phone, like, all the way from home. And they get home, they're talking another hour, and I was just like, why? Like, why do you talk to your sister so much? I've been here for an hour. You haven't said anything to me. Why do you love care. your family? And she then says I, you don't listen. Then I realized, she says, okay, like a good wife, she quit. Guess who had to listen to all that stuff? That's Me. you. I was just like, hey, your sister home? Yeah. <laughs> she said, you will not believe what happened. You are not. Today. Yeah. said, hold on. Let me get your sister. <laughs> She's not going to believe it either. <laughs> say all that to say this. They need you to listen. Yeah. They need you to hear what goes on in their life daily and what happened. And you might think, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. You know, but for them, it is a big deal. And they need to be able to un- need to be able to for you to understand that it is a big deal for them. And they that and we've falls, said, yeah, real quick. And they, but we talked a little bit about this last time. They don't need you to be their counselors. Yes. That's the you know they don't need that. You they need just, to be an ear. Yeah, they don't need it. you to be a typical man and fix, fix their it. issues. Yeah, they yeah. just need that ear, and that and that's why a lot of women run to other women to talk because the woman is going to listen and she's going to agree with them, and that's all they need you to do, and that's part of being being their friend. That's that's being your wife's best friend. That's so difficult for me though, because and and I'm sure it, it, it was hard for you at some point to do that as well, just because of the nature of our roles. Oh, yeah. Because people are always come in looking for answers and they're looking for some kind of thing, and you're like, okay, well, I need to have an answer ready for them for this, that, and the other. So naturally, whenever you have a, a, a an issue, a situation, a problem that's presented to you, the the fixer, because men are men are men fixers, are fixers. Yeah. you know, what you want to do is. Hey, you know, well, well, that's just stupid. Do this. But instead, they just need you to listen and say, that sucks, dear. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's, it was hard for me to be my wife's pastor. Mm. Come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just go, mm. It's tough because, I mean, first of all, they don't need you to always be their pastor. Mm-hmm. 
You know, they need you to be their husband. And then if they if they need some spiritual guidance, they'll let you know, you know, but just as I have a pastor, they have a pastor, too. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it ain't you. You know, unless you're the, the lead pastor at your church and that's what you do and that and then you have to fulfill both of those roles. But it's a lot of times it's it's better that they have their their pastor yeah. and then you separate those two people. Yeah. So same goes for you ladies, though, too. Yeah. Same, same for the ladies. Yeah. Um, Sometimes a guy just needs you to hear, too. But I'll also say just to push a different perspective on that situation we're talking about. Uh, you don't need to be complaining about stuff all the time, people. <laughs> all right? You know what? The you, what good do you get out of complaining about stuff? Come on. Every if I go to work, I'll just use my job as an example. If I go to work, the most unhappy people at work are the ones saying, "Man, I had this rude guest today. Man, I got to do this. I got to clean that." Can you believe the management decided to do this? The happy ones are the ones are like Mia said, "It's cool. I can do it. I'll take care of it." And the second you start. You know, because, like, at work, it's weird because you get stressed out in different ways. So, like, at my job at the restaurant, you get really busy. You get a rush or whatever, and people start move, They start moving too fast and start making mistakes. It's because you get all stressed out, and then, you, you know, you're not thinking right. Now you're making decisions you would have never made if you were stressed out. Well, the more you complain, the more you're just reinforcing that stress on your life, and the more you're just going to stay in that bad situation. So, like, for me at work, as soon as the stress starts coming on, they sit me too many tables at a time. I sit there, I start pumping myself up. I said, all right, James, here we go. I got this. this. And I say, I say, I'm the man, and I'm about to go serve these tables. <laughs> and I, the second I say, oh, I can't believe they, why would they sit me like that? They know they just gave me this party tent. It's all down there from there. So maybe don't complain so much, people, because it's not that helpful. You know what? Complaining is not sexy. No, it's not sexy either. Not they sexy always, and then they like to complain that you didn't listen to them complaining. Well, goodness gracious, how much complaining can we listen to, people? <laughs> Tell you what, I don't want to be married to somebody who's complaining to me all the time, so you never listen to me. You never shut up. You need to get on. You're, the reason your sister's not taking your phone calls no more because you just call her to complain all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll back yeah. off, but that's a, you know, just another little perspective from the situation, too. <laughs> the passion I, in have you I hope you have that passion in your marriage. Oh, I do, they man! Do. I told That'd you, great. I told you, I said like I get. I, actually, like that. that was a different episode or some other time. I was talking about I get real extreme. So mm-hmm. if I say I love this lady and I'm gonna love this lady, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hard for it. Hard of the paint. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I was married to him. <laughs> we in one of those churches. <laughs> You know, I, I love the concept of a uh, of just simple dates. You know, it's uh, I, I like whenever you can do the ritzy things and all the bells and whistles and all that. That's awesome. That's and, what I'm uh, good at. The, the bells and whistles. I'm good at doing those big ones. Mm-hmm. Not so good at the little. You got to play to your strengths, man. Yeah. Like they, like I go uh, broke. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what to tell you there. Make more money. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like Steve was saying, like it doesn't have to be an extravagant. As an extravagant thing, you could be more creative. Well, it doesn't have to be a big creative thing, too. Maybe you could just go do something simple and just take her to a nice restaurant. Let me tell you, one of the funnest things we ever did was we were uh, we were out just kind of shopping at Aldi, right? And we just made that into a date. Now, we bought some crackers, some mm-hmm. cheese, and right there in the car, we just ate crackers and cheese. Yeah, man. And that was fantastic. Well, I told y'all that we had our honeymoon at the park inside the car. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, eating some wings. I think, mm. I think almost everything... <laughs> When it comes to relationships working or not, 
most of it has to do with how much effort you're putting into it. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be the best, most creative date night. It doesn't have to be the most expensive. Just are you out there actively trying to please your spouse in whatever way it is? And if you are, they're going to recognize that, and it's probably going to be all right. Yeah. And if they don't, then you're probably just with the wrong person. You probably married the wrong one. And yeah. if you did that, well, then I'm sorry. Uh, you know, figure Bring it out. Bring her in here. We'll talk to her. I'll tell her to stop complaining all yeah. the time. <laughs> Steve, tell me what you got over there in some notes. Tell me what, what we haven't covered that you think would be beneficial for the people. Oh. Mm. Yeah, give us your strongest point because I think we're coming up right here. Yeah, we're at a minute and 23 right now. All right. So, um, All right. strongest no. Strongest one. What do we need to do? And this is what we will hide behind the paywall. What do we need to do? All right. Let's see. What did I get in here? All right. For marriages, right, that have, uh, that have turned your heart away from your spouse, right? Because I'm sure there's some rocky marriages and, uh, you know, you've, you've turned your, your heart away from your spouse because you've allowed issues to... Uh, just get involved and and take over and and that's what the enemy wants to do you know he want he wants to he wants to come in and and destroy your marriage and i mean he did that from the beginning with adam and eve you know he came in and and uh lied to them and and he was trying to destroy it so um you know uh so how do we get your marriage uh back into it um let me say this. It's, it's an interesting thing, okay? So so did you know that the more emotional a man becomes, the more sexual a woman will become? And the more sexual a woman becomes, the more emotional a man becomes. Hmm. Now, I'm going to get all of my feelings. <laughs> now, why do you think God did that, right? Why do, why, do, why do you think God made it that way? Go put put on some shot A. Okay. <laughs> For real, right? <laughs> you know that's in his next little deal he does. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. You know, so I think God did it that way. It's so that way selfish people won't succeed in marriage. Mm. You know, you can't be selfish in your marriage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God created marriage. Uh, so that Christ-like people can succeed. And if all you care about is yourself, and that you, you'll you never succeed in your marriage, because marriage is, is brutal when you're just selfish. Uh, but if you'll come out into your spouse's world, like I was saying earlier, you, you got to step out of your world and get into your spouse's world. You got That's how you meet, you meet your spouse's needs. Uh, you know, get out of your world and get in, get into theirs. And, um, you know, and you got to communicate, communicate with them, communicate, communicate how special they are to you, pay attention to them, uh, turn your heart to them, let them know how much you care about them, how wonderful they are, um, you know, and start to wonder, like, you know, start looking at them and wonder, like, how can I help you? Um, you know, what, what can I do to help you? Um, you know, how do you feel right now? How can I make you feel special? And, um, you know, and that's how you fell in love with them, you know, and, and that's how you'll fall in love with them again, you know, is, is stepping out of your stepping out of your world and getting into theirs. Marriage is a team sport. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's not about we're against each other, but we got to do this thing um, together. 
fight together, uh, communicate together, raise our kids together, um, retire together, die together, you know, and we got to we got to do it all together and everything that we do. So, um, well, Steve, thanks for coming out, man. I think you for having me. Yeah, we had a good conversation. Uh, it's always to get. It's always good to get another perspective in here because we can get in here and we can get silly sometimes. Um, all the time. All the time. All the time. Uh, but you know, I, I was talking to I was talking to Mark the other day, and and uh, he, he, I think he said uh, he told, you told him, "Hey, you need to listen to the podcast." And uh, he was just like, "You know, I don't want to hear more preaching." He goes, "You know, I'm at the church all the time." Uh, not that he's. Doesn't want to hear preaching, but he's you know Mark's in in ministry here. You know he's yeah. he's in church on Wednesdays, doing what he needs to do. Yeah, doing everything mm-hmm. he can do. And he, and he was just like, you need to listen to the podcast. You know, he's like, I want to hear something that's good and wholesome and it's funny and stuff like that. And that's what we're doing here. We're trying to bring in a little bit of entertainment at the same time, bringing some stuff like we talked about this week, uh, helping you in your this month, helping you in your relationships and different things like that. So thanks for coming out and sharing us your experience. And uh, I love you, man. I, I thank you for being a friend of mine and, and to me, be, being important to the things that we do in our family. Um, I know God's going to bless you and, and your and your um, you and your wife for all the effort that you put in. So we'll see you next week. We love you. This is the Refuge Project.